Hello, listeners, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Odafest podcast. Uh, I'm Jay. Uh, I'm Alfred, as usual. Nathan Hunter. And I'm Nancy Situ. We've got two uh, special guests with us today. They're are local they, voice actors. Are they famous? They're super famous to us, and that's what that matters. <laughs> uh, well, we, they've been, they're longtime Odafest staff members. Okay. Um, they're, so, so they're heroes, been, they've been heroes part of the community and celebrities in their own right then. Heroes yes, and celebrities in their own right. Because uh, I can't tell you how many times I'm sure Nathan has saved our uh, vendors hall from completely collapsing, for example. Da, da, da. <laughs> and Nancy handles only the prime guests that we bring in. So I'm sure that she's handled a billion uh, crises and any other issues that may come up while someone's screaming about not having the right color of water. And not the right kind of honey, and no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, today we're going to be talking a little bit about everything, I think. Everything. Uh, yeah. Everything and anything. Everything and anything, but we'll also be featuring a little bit of an interview uh, later on with our guests. Uh, this episode, uh, we don't have a sponsor, but we're actually going to be talking a little bit about our charity efforts with uh, United Way of Calgary. And right after that, we'll just be talking about kind of uh, some FMA movie news and some gaming stuff, and yeah, uh, we'll move, move right into Odafest news right now. Okay, so there's a lot this time. Um, I'm tr- starting to sound like a broken record at this point, just because, like, you know, I've been mentioning the same sort of events and guests and stuff, so I'm going to try to blast through this. Uh, <laughs> so our schedule is up. It is up on the uh, sketch.org. so that's going to be odafest2016.sketch.org. So uh, you can use that on your smartphone during the events. Please note, though, the schedule is subject to change. It is an electronic schedule, so, you know, like... It'll change live. It'll change live, right? So any changes that we, re- we make to the schedule will be reflected pretty much instantaneously. Uh, let's do a guest recap. So we've got a crap ton of guests here. This is probably the most guests we've ever had. Um, <laughs> it might be true. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, I, yeah, I think this is... I don't really... I don't ever... Go, like, just be like, I have ten fingers, so we have yeah. ten guests. Okay, anyways. <laughs> okay, on the cosplay side, we have Conway Cosplay flying in from uh, um, Europe. <laughs> Germany. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's no. you're still accurate. It was still right. Just okay. not as accurate as you could be. <laughs> yeah, we have Conway Cosplay. We have Yaya Han returning to Odafest. We have She's Yumi. from America. She is from America. We have Yumi. <laughs> but also Germany and Asia. <laughs> we have Yumi Akai. Uh... Our Spanish cosplayer from yes. 2014 also returning to us. Uh, industry guest Nabashin is also returning. He's yes. going to be holding a bunch of bondage panels, so go go to those. Oh my god, did you guys go? I, you know what? I went to the very last bit of one. Oh, and it was so many laughs. Yeah, so many laughs. It was. Imagine how many more you you could have had had you just been there for. The had full I been 60 there minutes. for the whole thing? Yes. I yeah. Nathan. I, yeah, I heard it was really good, but I was uh, busy at the time, alas. Alas. Busy. Alas. Working However, Odafest duties. Uh, yeah, I'm see, sure. See, for me, that, over, that overlapped because attending the panel with my guest... Is also work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Both my guest wanted to go, so I had to take them. I was contractually obligated. <laughs> <laughs> Nabishun is amazing, though, so please come and visit him again. Yep. And we're just really honored that he's actually, you know, decided to come back. And it's uh, We love him. Yeah, we love him. Uh... In terms of performers and artists, we have Drunk Gaming, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Ali and Justin Speed. Ali is a pretty pretty big YouTube vlogger as yep. well, just on, in her own And right. Justin's more of a Twitch.tv streamer. Yep. So uh, 
I don't know if they're going to be playing games for us while completely hammered, but I hope so. <laughs> uh, I know they're visiting the, because uh, the schedule's out so everyone can know, uh, they're visiting the games room a couple times. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so that's so, going to be pretty amazing. Uh, you can get some, some one-on-one time with them. Uh, Justin Curry, our artist guest, uh, our bands, No God, and Smile DK. Holy Yay. crap. What a flashback. Yeah, That nostalgia. Yep. Um, and then, in terms of our improv comedy guests, Synaptic Chaos Theater. Uh, voiceover talent, we have Brendan Hunter, Caitlin Medrick, J. Michael Tatum, Johnny Young Bosch, uh, Todd Habercorn, Nathan Hunt, Woo-hoo! and Nancy C2. Yay! Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That is so many voice actors, but yeah, that about rounds out our guests. Yep, um, sounds about right. Our next convention you can see us is going to be Odafest 2016. Holy crap! Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> I really hope you guys saw us up at... Um, up at Nishikaze and Lethbridge. Yep, uh, we were at SuperCon we and were at Calgary Suricon Expo as well, as well. And Calgary Expo. But yeah, it's zero hour. We're, our next con is Odafest itself. Yep. So um, come to the con, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> Make all of our work worth it. Um, Actually, you guys always do. So I have no... I yeah. I'm, I'm completely faithful because of that. Right. Three-day passes are $55 at Odafest.com until June 20th. So yep. what? June 20th. Oh, yeah. June yeah, 20th. June 20th. <laughs> okay, yeah. Last yeah. time I said July We're on 20th. July... We're in July, and our passes are done pre-sales on the 20th, yeah. um, but July is only 36 days away. <laughs> so, yeah, Hi. just a little bit over a month and about half a month uh, for you to get your pass. Yeah, that was that was a long announcement. I'm sorry. But anyways, yeah. let's uh, get into talking good. about like the stuff what we were supposed to talk about. The fun stuff. The fun stuff. That um, was fun. That was fun, that but... Was fun. Uh, you know... know. There'll there'll be more fun. Like we can talk about Odafest all we want, but honestly, you want to experience Odafest. Yeah, so absolutely. make sure that you come down to Long Weekend. Absolutely. Um, but what we really want to talk about is uh, some cool stuff that just kind of came around. Um, full Metal Alchemist uh, has announced a full uh, a live action movie, um, kind of in the vein of like Attack on Titan recently had one. Okay, really. Though is it is it like like a Hollywood big budget Hollywood thing or is it Attack on it's Titan? It's produced well, by Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah so. it's gonna be by Warner Brothers. As opposed to so, like uh, Toho. Wait, okay, all right. So because Attack on who Titan, who produced the Avatar movie yeah. though? Oh, <laughs> this is true. Well, don't was, bring that up. Don't. It, I, wait, I would what, love Avatar, but what Avatar movie? That's, that was the Blue People, right? There, <laughs> yes, that's yes, correct. Clearly. Not the one that we. No one shall ever speak of no. ever oh, again. Okay, wait a second. But no, but the weird thing about that is, like that. Avatar is not an anime. Like, anime, The Last Airbender, is a cartoon. It's an American cartoon. It's sure, it was animated that. in South Korea, and it was very... It was produced by Americans. Yes. It was produced by Nickelodeon. Yes. But it was awesome. But the the show was absolutely mind-blowing. I've never so seen it. So good. Oh, my I've God. I, I finished Legend Jay, of Korra last night. I will you night. if you don't watch it. No joke. I have it somewhere. <laughs> Actually, I do. So, Korra so compared good. to Avatar, though, how, like, how is it? A lot of people were kind of disappointed in Korra. Yeah. I, I love Legend of uh, Korra. Korra was a very, like, you can't judge it on the same scale. It was a very different tone, very okay, different yeah. era, and a it very was a different, different age time, rate. okay? Yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> very different. Okay. The, like, the second season's a little bit weak, I think, and yeah, that's what mm. really gets people down, but the third and right. fourth season, they gold. pulled through. Oh, yeah, yeah, they pulled through. But I totally understand a lot of people just dropping the show in season two. So that was your lack of yeah. nerd cred confession. Here's mine uh, I've never seen FMA. At all. That's okay. I, was gonna, that I was will admit question. to this with you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm Alchemist. That's 
No, it's so like not, not wait, wait, none wait, of this, but I've never room finished seen Full Metal Alchemist? I've seen FMA Brotherhood all the way through. Yes! So good. The good one. I, oh, yeah. I've yeah, seen Brother the other one, one. 10 yeah. episodes in. Yeah. yeah. I've um, seen like nine episodes of the original uh, FMA. I believe the movie is supposed to follow the Brotherhood slash manga oh. storyline. So, okay. Yeah. It, you're slated to, like, if, if you do end up watching it, it should be a better story, but you never know how movie adaptations will do because. They're either they're going to cut significant parts of the storyline, right, or they yeah. need to alter something for time, or for other you know nuanced plot lines that don't actually really exist. So, do we have any so, like casting details? Or it's anything? all it's a fully Japanese uh, cast. What? Really? Which is wow. For, it's kind yeah. of impressive because uh, it must mean that WB learned from Avatar. I would hope so because they whitewashed the first time. See, right? that that's really interesting so. though because you could conceivably pass off many of. The FMA That's what I was thinking. As you know, like more Western, you, they, they could be. You couldn't say you, Caucasian, right? You I could mean, just, yeah, you could whitewash this time around and be totally fine. Yeah, it, and it sounds really bad to say like whitewash, but it, no, that's I what it know. is, right? Yeah. Like because like look at Ghost in the Shell, right? And right. Scar- Scarlett Johansson. Scar- Johansson. Yeah, like that should have been a full Japanese cast. But this one, they could have almost gotten away with it. Oh, quote, unquote. But I'm, I don't know. This is interesting. Um, and I'm interested that it's Warner Brothers rather than like a small Japanese studio because like the Attack on Titan live action. I think, from what I've heard, it wasn't very good. I haven't heard great things. No, yeah. uh, by all means, like they they touted like like in terms of ja- uh, like Japanese hype, like ho- like I don't know what to call it, like Asian Hollywood hype. Yeah, they tried to uh, like put a lot of money into it. There was oh. exi- like they they made exhibitions of like. Um, the costumes used in the movie and some like like they tried to make a huge deal out of it yeah, with post production but- stuff as well. But then the actual movie. No, just like fell flat on its face, like didn't receive good reviews, was a pretty mediocre box office compared to all the production value and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, the thing is, though, so. well, I, I think I've mentioned this on the last couple of episodes, too, just um, when we talk about the Japanese movie industry. But a lot of what they do is kind of low budget. Like, have you guys seen the live action Death Note movies? Mm, yeah. Yeah, those were almost like TV drama in yeah. terms of like production Execution, value. Execution, right? definitely. Like there's almost yeah. more like quote-unquote cash grab type movies in mm-hmm. the Japanese industry. So that's mm-hmm. what Attack on Titan felt like. So to see a big, big budget adaptation of FMA, like, you know, yeah. the bigger... And FMA movies. is uh, incomparably larger than, like, uh, uh, Attack on Titan. Not, like, Attack on Titan being more recent, so there's probably, you know, yeah. fresher memories of the story and everything like that. But mm-hmm. FMA is probably one of the biggest animes in our... Generation. generation. I, I would, would consider it a classic. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, that, that brings up the question, are there going to be other live-action anime adaptations? Because I heard rumors of, of, of a Death Note. I've heard Kill a like Kill a, being tossed kill, around, too. Seriously? I don't know how yeah. that would work. Oh, oh, no. I know. No, that no. would be a cop-out. I, I think no, that would no, be... No. Yeah. yeah. I've how could they do that just, well? It's just a rumor. I, I heard it being tossed around. I yeah. really hope it's not gonna go the way of Attack on Titan. But. Yeah, um, I, I've heard Death Note as well. Did like an American version, mm. um, which would be interesting. I'd say the, the better. The best question is: Will anime movies go the way of game movies? Oh god! Oh. Um, <laughs> because that, I think that's a legitimate oh, fear. S- speaking of which, have you uh, Metacritic for uh, um, the Warcraft movie is yeah. sitting around thirty three percent? Oh no Burn. way! Uh, yeah. Which oh is man, kind of disappointing. Because the trailer looked so promising. Did it? I don't know. It, it looked like a. Hmm. I did. I wasn't gonna go see it. Like I, yeah, I'm I a, so. I am a Blizzard. Yeah. 
like fan of mm. some stuff like especially like Diablo uh, Warcraft I like the old stuff like yep. one and two and things like that but I kind of felt like it wasn't gonna do well but I knew that like mm-hmm. the animation quality and the production quality was there so it's really hard to judge that, in that was way. totally why I thought it would be you know worth a try yeah. yeah however I'm very skeptical when it comes to things like that yeah and like well it had it had a lot of promise though because like the director um it has like two really good movies under his belt already mm-hmm. right um, Moon, if you've seen that, uh, it's like a sort so of... So like good. Is, is it good? Moon is unbelievable. I actually haven't seen it. It's one of the so. best sci-fis in the last decade, oh, for little, sure. Little tidbit, by the way. Um, the director is David Bowie's son. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's son. rough. Well, you did good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The shade being thrown by Nathan. Um, no, yeah. So, uh, no, but his second movie was Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal, which was also really good. Yeah. Like, I, I watched that one. That one was like pretty mind-blowing as well so yeah mm-hmm. i was like okay there's no way this can screw up right he's got a budget he's got the blessing of the stu- the original game studio so but mm-hmm. apparently i mean not having um, watched it i don't know where the failure comes in i haven't yeah. i can't like, judge i'd have it. to actually give it a yeah. proper you know what it could be yeah. one of those things where it's like only fans of the game will appreciate it right Maybe. I guess. Yeah, because like that's such a lore-based movie. I don't know if that's fair, though, because you look at comic yeah. book adaptations and superhero movies, and they're obviously ultra-prominent yeah, now. Yeah, but they, but they, they also still, have had really yeah. obscure like storylines, mm-hmm. right? True. Like, you ask... like. Yeah, people on the street would know, like, oh, yeah, I know who Spider-Man is and Batman is, but do you know, like, you know... Did that one of Batman's Robins died or mm-hmm. something like that, right? Like several a lot of, of people, them, several, of them, several, <laughs> several, several of them. Yeah, sure. I hope that was but a that, spoiler I, to anyone. But, but the, yeah, but the point being is like a lot of people wouldn't know that until like they watch the movie, probably. Yeah. And then it's the job. It, it's the job of the movies producers, writers, all that stuff to explain that content in a way that makes sense um, and, and is appealing to the mass audiences, if, especially if you can put so much money into it, right? Yeah. Well, abs- like look at the Marvel franchise yeah. as it stands right now there's, universe, yeah. there's so Jesus. many they all interlace everything's tied together <laughs> you know I watched Civil War when it came out and yep. there were actually a couple of things that I just didn't know because I never read the original comic series I, about I, I've it. never I've never been a comic reader either but and I've I been was, interest, like entertained by the movies right? oh absolutely it was an entertaining mm-hmm. movie there were a couple things I didn't understand and I was fortunate enough to be with a friend who knew all the lore and she could explain a bunch mm-hmm. of the little things to me right. But without her, I think I would have enjoyed the movie a little less. For sure. Mm. Yeah. See, and my question for this, though, for FMA, right? Like, it's not, well, like, how long is the manga, right? And how long, when it was like 50 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was 100 episodes, Brotherhood. Was it only 50? Brotherhood, I think, was... It was 50, I believe. And then the original series was 100. Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, Alfred has that right. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. at least I think so. But anyways, like, I don't know how they're going to distill all of that into a single movie. I can I can see this as a trilogy. Yeah, I can see them setting trilogy, up for a trilogy. Right? I- yeah. I think there's like in anime it's a different format. You can't try to compress anime into a movie. This doesn't yeah, make sense. No, exactly. It's incompatible format. So you have to do something different. You have to make a movie version of the anime. You know, mm-hmm. don't that try to tell the anime though. story. Don't yeah. try to tell the arc. Yeah. Change mm-hmm. it. It happens with um like in terms of anime OVA adaptations, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they usually rehash a story in some way, but yeah. um you know, compress it into maybe an hour-long movie of some kind. Uh so it's not that it's not doable it's just like yeah you put a lot more money and a lot more production value mm-hmm. into this you really hope that they do well but i think it's going to test better with american audiences if they like i don't know if they'll bring it over per se but maybe like crunchyroll or something like that uh will pick it up because it is a more european-centric story um like you know it's philosopher's stone uh based and um there's just a lot of 
it's essentially like it'll appeal to maybe outside of just the Asian audience. That's like actually true. Asian yeah. themes and, and things like that. And that can throw a lot of people off who aren't familiar you know, with I'm the genre. Kind of, I'm kind of curious why they haven't tried an adaptation similar to like British television shows that are like hour long episodes, but there's like six episodes for a right. season. Right, yeah. Like, like I Sherlock, feel like that yeah, would be yeah. a much, exactly like Sherlock. That yeah. would be a much more, you'd have a lot more room to tell the story, mm-hmm. but still in a compressed timeline. Yeah. It might just be like I think the other thing is in Asia, your if you ever watch a sitcom or drama or anything like that, they're always forty to fifty minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to the twenty minute twenty three minutes. Yeah, twenty three minutes is. and change yeah. uh like uh format that we have in American shows. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it's just a bunch of different expectations. Well hold um, up though. Anime across... anime does swing wildly. I mean you've got your one pieces and FFAs, which are like hundreds of episodes long, right? But then you've got like the the, the short twenty five episode or twelve episode Twelve seasons, episode, yeah. Right? So I think that that's a thing. I think it just depends on what the anime is written for. But like for FMA specifically, right? Like I don't know how they're going to there is a lot of it. content. It'll be interesting. In yeah. FMA. And the thing is, even Brotherhood condensed some by cutting out some of the filler of the original series. Oh. And like the pacing was a little better, right? But it was like, yeah. Yeah. Just to get back to a little bit of something. Uh, you asked about casting, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know any of the names because I don't follow the Japanese film industry that well. Mm. But from what I understand, the lead who's going to play Edward Elric is like a 23, 23-year-old boy band. Like, oh. like, like he, he's like an mm. up-and-coming star. Like they're putting a lot. Uh, like just to kind of like frame it in that way they're putting a lot of money so and time the, into this so he won't look too terribly out of place with blonde hair i guess i guess the only <laughs> picture i saw of him while i was just doing a little bit of research was he has like black hair which is totally normal well, the guy yeah. who plays gluttony which is like you know the big fat homunculus mm-hmm. uh, is also a big fat well, <laughs> Japanese oh okay but not like a sumo dude figure. just like a big like like he Go has figure. a really round face like full yeah really full figured Okay. That I way. see. I wouldn't necessarily call him obese, but he definitely physically suits the role somehow. He's he's very yeah built. Yeah. Do we know if Ghost in the Shell is is it? Are there any Japanese cast members? I am. I would be they're, very they're, surprised if they did at this point. No, actually, I don't the, think no. That. I think there would be, but it's like they're, they're, I think like side characters, side characters, right? Supporting characters. I think Scarlett Johansson though was the big draw, right? So yeah. Um, I've heard rumors that like they might CG some of the white characters to look more Asian. Wow. Oh. The, the one thing I will say yeah. to to add some um, some conflict to this conversation is that. Makoto Kusanagi, which is the main character from Ghost in the Shell, yeah. is not ethnically Japanese. Did you say Makoto? Makoto. It's, it's Motoko. Motoko. Mokoto. Mokoto Kusanagi. <laughs> Sorry. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wrong. That's a different game. Anyhow, <laughs> she's not ethnically Japanese. So I don't think it's a bad cast at all. There's only a few people in that series that yeah. are ethnically Japanese. Yeah, that's actually... She... Yeah. I think the, the issue is like... If your name's going to be Japanese, you might like. There's no harm in casting. Yeah, Japanese and I think the idea is like. Well, a lot of people were like, "Well, yeah. no, it's like it's a Japanese source material. You should have Japanese actors and blah blah blah." Right? And like that, they that's should. totally fair. Yeah, but it's, for the Japanese characters, yeah. I don't know. It came like about Saito with and yeah, it, yeah, it comes about with like you know previous examples. Unfortunately, again, going back to like Avatar. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, there's a lot of this. This is this is a hill, this is a hill we can die on. Let's just put it this way. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's so much to talk about in in terms of, and so many differing opinions on this particular subject, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of strong opinions either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, have you guys heard of, like a whole bunch of other like possible anime to live action adaptations that kind of just died in development hell? Like, apparently there was gonna be a Robotech slash Macross. Ooh. 
adaptation because Toby <laughs> Toby Maguire, the guy who played like the original what? Spider Spider Man, wow, yeah, from the nineties, yeah, my he, favorite Spider Man. Yeah, okay, um, okay, those movies are underrated. I'm Spider-Man sorry, they're really movies. good. Actually, I have, I have really, like I like Toby Maguire as. Uh, as Peter Parker, Peter Parker yeah. but I don't necessarily like him as Spider-Man where I really like Andrew Garfield as, as Spider-Man, Spider-Man but, but not, not so much as Peter Parker, Peter Parker. Yeah. and I do that for the Batman movies too I get really picky about yeah, it because there's so many to choose from anyways okay, so who is right. his production company actually bought the rights for Robotech and actually the American rights for Macross oh god as well. oh, that's wow. a lot of but money like, but he's been like that franchise has been sitting in development hell for yeah. a while apparently that's too, a lot of so. months to throw away like that mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah, I actually really hope uh, that movie does well. Adaptations like, in general. Yeah, no, because I, 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 I want to see more American adaptations of anime. A lot of people don't, but I, I do, right? Just because I think a lot of animes deserve it, yeah. considering what the Japanese market does to their properties. So I think it's... Yeah. But Nathan, you bring up a really good point. I think it's going to be like... Um, I don't know when both movies are going to be coming out, if it's going to be in a similar time frame. But I want to see kind of like... This like like uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell spearheaded against FMA movie essentially, and yeah. see what production value is like, uh, how it's being it's going to be received by the huh. public I as well. But FMA is not even in pre production yet. Ghost in the Shell is actually filming, right? I know, so. but I, they might still have a similar uh, release release time window. because yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Warner Brothers is gonna pump a lot of money into the movie, but they're yeah. gonna pump. Decently large amounts, just not Hollywood yeah. amounts that require Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, or, you know what I mean. Because so. I mean, yeah. At this, also at this point, like I mean, video game movies. Well, we, we know how those go. Woo, Super so, Mario Bros. So, sorry, <laughs> sorry, really oh, it's such a classic. Okay, Super no, dude, Mario okay, Bros. Wow. That, that, that's a. It's good in like a cheesy eighties. Same 90s. like Double Dragon, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Street Fighter the movie. Mortal man. Kombat. Street, Street Fighter is so good. Mortal Street Fighter actually. Yeah, rewatch that. That movie oh. was made for adults, not for kids. <laughs> I'm hurting, man. This hurts. Let's Assassin's move on. Creed too. Let's move on, please. Okay, please. Right. please. We'll talk about There's so Street much pain. Time. There's so much pain. Um just a little bit of gaming news uh, coming up. Just a little Nintendo. bit. Speaking of Nintendo and Super Mario. But not really. Uh, it's more like Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Even Finally. if you're not a huge Pokemon fan with like the games, the traditional games, it's time to Pokemon go out into the field because they have the field test coming out. It's the beta. Uh, it's open access, I think, to most American citizens right now, or they're about to open it. I Hopefully, they'll allow Canadians in on it pretty soon as well because... I'm getting kind of tired of how it. Canadians get screwed for that. Yep. I mean, our dollar is like here, so... <clears throat> yeah. Therefore, we can't have good things, apparently. I know. My entire childhood was like, I'm going to get a job so I can afford all these really fun things. Oh. I can't have them. I, I can't, can't have them because I'm in Canada. Or Thanks. no point to like, get a job. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm in a voice act. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> and that whoa. is how I got into voice. No, it's not. Not actually. We'll get into that later, I promise. <laughs> Just in a little bit here. But yeah, um, I think it'll be interesting. I'm I'm excited. I'm worried that, like, let's say, what if the Canadian availability is, like, July 1st and we're all screwed? Oh, no. Are you two Pokemon fans? <laughs> the silence uh, is all you need. Well, I did play, yeah, I think it was Red. I played Red on an emulator on my PC. You nice. mean you obtained it completely legally and then you emulated it. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that? Oh yeah, I guess that is the case. Yeah, I never you, had a Game Boy. You, I mean, this was way after it was out. Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. No, I did have a Game you Boy. You bought the little dongle, you obtained the cartridge legally, you dumped it, the image to your... 
PC computer, and then you put sure, what it, the, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Clearly, through legal means only. Nancy? Um, I've played through various throughout school. I think the last one I played to completion was probably White and Black. Oh, no. I, I have strong, strong Okay, uh, the last one I, I played was Pokemon Y, and then I, I ditched it like 10 minutes in. Basically, I so, still can't believe you did that. It's one of the best games in the series. So this is only. So you're telling me, to, Jay, that this topic is only one that you care about? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I'm skeptical of Pokemon Go. I'm gonna be totally honest here. I'm kind of skeptical. It really depends if you're okay with Neon Tech because Neon Tech, if you've played like Ingress, yeah, or know about Ingress, it's gonna be very similar to it. So I mean, in that way, it's really just putting like uh, a skin on it. But I mean. Ingress was very popular. It still might be. I'm not. I haven't really followed in a long time. I think time. most people have fallen out of it. Yeah. Um, Ingress was. It would. It had a really strange ramp up area where, like, where we are, we had so few portals. Yes. So it just didn't make sense to play. I think it until it's definitely more like yeah. Up. If you live in San Francisco or something, oh, yeah. or like anywhere in the U.S., absolutely, you Great. might have a much better time. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm skeptical, right? Just us being in Calgary and like, dude, something. I don't care as long as I can get a little like Pikachu showing up on my phone. It's just maybe the small things, man. It's like it's like Jurassic World and people bitching about that movie. I don't care that it wasn't a, the greatest movie ever. It had dinosaurs, and that made me happy. <laughs> this will have Pokemon. It'll make me happy. Well, guess what? Just walk out of Nose Hill, catch Rattata all day, every day. Yo, <laughs> That's it's all top percentage Rattata. Uh, <laughs> it's on top of Nose Hill. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of skeptical personally. I actually played um, on the topic of skeptical Pokemon games. I did play <gasps> Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Ooh. And I liked it. I was a mudkip and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I owned it on my DS. I was a mudkip and I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Not 2016. <laughs> no, it, no, it was fun. When when did you play? Uh, when it came out, I had it on the 3DS. I forget. Yeah, I it was think a while like ago. 2007 or 2006, maybe yeah. even. I mean, the original show did give now. some had some you know sort of warm feelings in my heart. The warm yes. fuzzies. Um, and the first movie was great, I remember. Oh, man, everyone cried at, you know, yeah, Pikachu was, and Ash and all that stuff. Funny side but story. But I've really lost touch. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's With okay. My Pokemon, it's yeah. okay. I think a lot and of... My like, kept spirit. To be honest, oh. even when you say you lost touch, I think that's one of the big things about Pokemon Go is they're trying to not really... Like, some of it's going to be to get to a new audience for people it's who didn't nostalgia. play the old stuff. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is to reconnect with people who don't necessarily want to pick up a 3DS and play through their games. But you do have a smartphone. So I think that's the best way that they're trying to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, Nancy had a story. Yes. Oh, it's just a really weird side story. Um, does anyone remember the theme song for the Pokemon movie? Uh... <sighs> I always th- I can only remember the power of one because that was the that was my favorite one because the power of one but that was had a way better song that was the second way better soundtrack that was the yeah. second movie but um, it had a way better soundtrack there was oh man I remember <laughs> it playing on YTV hit lists so all much time. all the time yeah do um, you know you're asking because you know yeah I just <laughs> I just sang it at karaoke on Saturday oh my god That's why I asked. <laughs> Nice. That okay. song lives, Own burns it. brightly in, in ca- my heart. In case you're interested, I think you can sing about eight seconds of it before this gets taken down on YouTube. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'll let Alfred go back and like relearn oh. it, and then we can sing it together. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. That sounds good. That's, that sounds like a <laughs> promise for a future episode. I'll, I'll go look it up. <laughs> um, and just more Nintendo news, um, just kind of E3 related, but I thought it was really weird. 
Um, they're not like everyone knows that they're about to come out with a new console, but they're not going to showcase it at E3. Apparently, yes, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, um, they're going to showcase Zelda, and I running think on the console, but not running on the console, the but console. they won't show you the console. Well, it's going to be like the PS4 event when they first announced the PS4. They didn't show the box, but they showed the games. I think that's. Sh- and remember how many renders of the PS4 we had to go through before the actual final box came yeah, out? Yeah, and it looked identical to the Xbox yeah. One, only with like a slant in it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that slant is cool. It's no, modern. Edgy. Yeah, it makes, it makes it slip out of my backpack. But, anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was just. I think it's. Nintendo has really weird marketing strategies. There's rumors that they're getting into movie making as well. Apparently, there's also mm-hmm. a, new, uh, there's a new handheld coming out, too, um, that is supposed to work with the NX. Uh, they, they have the, the I'm surprised they're ditching the 3DS it. architecture, but I'm uh, not. Surprised I'm not. <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, they put a lot of, no, but you should be because they, they put a lot of <clears throat> work and marketing into it. Like how many editions of the 3DS are there compared to any other previous Game Boy, um, type console? Uh, um, the Game Boy. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, the Game like, Boy, the Game Boy Color, the Game Boy Light, the Game, Game Boy, Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Advance. Well, no, okay, that, that's another, Light. that's another edition, right? But yeah. I mean, yeah, like right. Pa- I think you have to stop at the Advance, for example. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, the DS. Or sorry, not the like, 3DS. The 3DS you have 3DS the, XL. Yep, XL. You have the, the, the new the new 3DS. Yep, which and is you really hard have, to Google for, by the way. Yeah, yeah. and then you also have uh, what's the uh, the 2DS, which technically doesn't count, but there it was made to yeah. handle those games just without the 3D option whatsoever. Right. So I don't know. Like I'm not surprised we're dishing it at this point. It's time for a new handheld, in my opinion. But because the Game Boy Advance didn't last that long either, the 3DS has been out for about like what four years at this point. 3DS, I think it's been out for like six or seven. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. <laughs> you may have a point there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will concede. Uh, okay. So, would you like to? I think this is something that's more up your alley. Up my alley? Yeah, the next little bit here. Do you guys play Metal Gear at all? Mm-hmm. Or Follow any, anything by Kojima Productions? Zone of the Enders, possibly? Did you Silent guys Hill. ever play PT? I didn't play Zone of the Enders. Silent Hill PT. PT. Yeah, PT was awesome. PT was frightening as heck PT was they did a great job they really did yeah and she's still having her PS4 don't delete it yeah don't you can't get it back because then you could sell your PS4 for like mucho (laughs) (laughs) really never thought of that apparently they pulled it off off they pulled it off the PlayStation store but I thought it oh I guess it couldn't they can't just erase it from you can't erase it from your hard drive yeah I thought they did for some reason Maybe so what was the official reason that they pulled it off the store because they're assholes they they cancelled the game and they didn't want to give anyone like false hope of a cancelled game coming out right because really the the PT was an advertisement for Silent Hills right and with Silent Hills being cancelled that was it right despite the fact that PT apparently had nothing like in common with the gameplay of Silent Hills or anything. I think PT just... was a great standalone short game. Well, um, gameplay wise, I don't know. I just didn't like wandering around the dark and looking for random secrets. Yeah. Right. But like it was, I don't know. Like as a tech demo, it was really cool. Right. But tech demo was really cool. Potential, um, like production wise, as, it was as really a concept, cool. it was cool. Like the, mm-hmm. the fact that you put out like a playable teaser at, in, in lieu of a trailer, right? Yep. As a marketing tool, like interactivity as, as a, always yeah, trumps. and as as like a viral yeah. like free game, right? That that was like an interesting marketing Absolutely. choice, right? But um, you know, anyways, Kojima, everyone knows, uh, uh, was know, sacked by Konami, as, uh, <laughs> smartest decision Konami's ever made. Well, <laughs> anyways, it's true, um. man. We yeah, we can have a whole episode on that. But anyways, like um, uh, he's got a new studio. Kojima Productions is being rebooted. He's with Sony now. Um, 
he just revealed the mascot for his new studio, which yeah. Everyone's seen like the black and white skull logo. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately I don't have available for us here, but they have um kind of like they've unveiled a mascot. Yeah, a mascot. Yeah, it looks like a. I want to say it looks like a. It looks like Zone of the Enders. It's totally Zone of the Enders. No, that's a good. Uh, that's a good comparison. I was just gonna say an astronaut in general, but except a suit of armor of Zone of the rather than a giant mecha, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, though, if you look at like the the, the weird plug things, though, those are common like a visual. Yeah, they're pressure plugs of some kind. Yeah, so I think it's a Zone of the Enders three announcement. That's what I think, but I don't know. Oh, we will see. <laughs> Crazy. Stylistically, I think it looks yeah, it looks, it looks sweet and it looks, it's very Kojima s very. Um, the name of the mascot is Ludens. I don't know, nice. like yeah. all in capitals too when they mm-hmm. uh, put it out. So I don't know if it's supposed to be an acronym of some kind. L U D E. It was interesting though, but this carried this came with along with news about the studio itself. He's apparently limiting the studio to a hundred people. To and, and that's it. only the best. Yeah, and he's modeling how they handle games off of Media Molecule, who make uh, Little Big Planet. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. So apparently, it's just because uh, of what happened to Konami. He wants more control over his team. He wants a smaller team, and he wants less executive meddling. With he wants more players. autonomy. Exactly, hundred hundred people in a smaller studio and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's I think better communication usually. Yeah, it's more work per person, mm-hmm. but the quality can be higher. If, unfortunately, the stress can be also higher. But well, that's the game industry for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's expectations. I think. Um, Real quick, because we want to actually get into a little bit of Toxies about voice acting, but I have to interject with a little bit of information about our charity, uh, which is um, the United Way of Calgary. Just give me one second to pull this up. Um, anyways, United the United Way of Calgary obviously is a locally based um, branch for United Way here. They've um, partnered with us for this year for our... Uh, all of our charity donations will be going to them. Um, they're our charity of choice. Odafest has been operating in Calgary for over 18 years, just like Odafest. And we have seen our community um, through Boom on Bust for any issues. Um, we, have, we also know that the United Way does the best job of supporting as many vulnerable Calgarians as possible with their outstanding commitment uh, to fiscal responsibility um, we hope that you will join us in standing up for Calgary by participating in our many charity events this year, such as the Charity Sketch Drive, the Made Matsuri. Not the cafe anymore. Yep, not the cafe. Um, by the way, just a quick explanation of what that is, is um, we have run it before at Odofus Aurora. We basically play some games. There are still snacks available, but um, no dancing, no tables, really. Um and we also have the Odafest Mario Kart Racing, which is like on little wiggle carts. We've done that before as well. <laughs> Always fun. Yep. yep. Um, we have the charity auction hosted by the venerable uh, Tyler L. Kink. Uh, that's an 18A, by the way. So just be careful heading in there. And also our charity VIP passes. But I believe our VIP passes are already sold out. sold out. So um, thanks yeah. for supporting us there. Um, our goal is to raise $5,000 for our community. Uh, for many years, Odafest had, attendees have more than doubled this goal in the past. Um, so who knows where this uh, year will take us? It's always amazing how much our community gives back. Yeah, the one year that we raised money for Japan during the tsunami was Jesus crazy. It's always yeah. like sends chills down my spine when we do the announcements at closing ceremonies. Just how much money we raise. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like and then have, and then after we announce it, more money gets thrown at the stage. <laughs> this is true too. Yeah, this happens. Mm-hmm. Money throws gets thrown at us, but it's for the charity. So I mean, absolutely, it's worth it. 
Um, Odafest always rewards our attendees for their generous charity contributions with live entertainment at our closing <laughs> ceremonies. <laughs> we, are, in other words, we are the live entertainment. Um, and you they, won't want to miss it this year. Yeah, uh, it's a secret. It's always a secret, but you guys will find out once you attend closing ceremonies on Sunday night. Um, the Odafest executives are at it once again, and we'll be putting an amazingly an amazingly embarrassing show to demonstrate our gratitude for your generos- for your generosity. Sorry, um, and apparently we do have a little bit of a hint to what we're up to, and it says, "Just think, Sailor Moon outfits." That's not a hint. That's yeah, not but that's all I got. That's pretty blatant. It's all I've got, and Nate, it's something that Nathan's more familiar with than I am. Well, <laughs> you're, you're really thing. passionate about that. Yeah, <laughs> you did the smart thing last year. You actually emceed for the closing ceremony, so you didn't have to get into like a bear onesie or whatever. This oh yeah, yeah. You're turning kind of red there. Are you doing all right? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just thinking back to my old Sailor Moon cosplay, uh, my only cosplay ever, and uh, that's not true. I think you've had other ones. No, I only ever cosplayed really? as Hawkeye from Sailor Moon. And, and then, I mean, I, I had to dress in maid outfits for Odafest charity events and Maybe stuff like that. Else. But only true cosplay, Hawkeye, Sailor Moon, you have owned it. very close ties. It's, yep. it's near and dear to your heart. So you'll definitely be hawking all the... Uh, Charity opportunities maybe, that we have. Maybe you should bring it out again so mm-hmm. you match the theme. Yeah, really, I think so too. Oh, man. To really ignite that <laughs> oh, desire. I could own that now. You know, oh, Does your wife know? Too. <laughs> so, uh, she's seen pictures. Oh, okay. That's never not the real a bad thing. idea. Do you still have it? I still have the skirt and oh, the stockings. My. And I could totally do it because now... Because he was a little more... Um, when I first did it, I wasn't as in good a shape as Hawkeye is as a character, and my yeah. shape has improved a bit, so I could really like bust that out. I like this. God we planted it. the seed. Now we have to watch it grow. Just, <laughs> man. Just remember how inspiring in you're going to be. It's our cause players the, that inspire. It's for me. a good cause, you know. <laughs> I'll do anything I've for charity. I'm just open. I'll do anything for I've charity. I've never known Nathan That's Hunt to said. turn down a cause for charity. <laughs> <laughs> Not even now. Um, and last but not least, um, we're really happy to have both of you here, Nancy and Nathan. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the shenanigans you've been up to. Uh, aside from your, your regular Odafest duties, you're now voice actors in Calgary. Yeah, what the heck happened? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We got to host a podcast. They got to be voice yeah, actors. They, they, <laughs> we went wrong they, somewhere. They've ascended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've become guests they've become special guests you, you guys will have panels uh we're in two actually yeah you're in I two thought panels. It was only one so how's it okay like as i understand though this is how it's gonna work you you are actually you two are actually working guest handling that weekend yeah as guests as so, well so yeah the moment you walk up to your panel your you're guest gonna guest exchange handling. badges run your panel <laughs> and then you're going to trade badges again you can Apparently. never escape Odafest. Relay never style yeah, yeah. never Apparently. but yeah how did you guys get into it nathan nathan got into uh, it first right no, no, no. Actually, really? Nancy, you should start because you're more experienced than I am. No. Yes. Yes. Tell no. us about your journey. Okay. Ladies first. Um, let's see. I think the cartoon I, I hold most responsible to me wanting to be a voice actor was probably She-Ra. Ooh. Way back nice. when I was this high. She-Ra. She-Ra. Anyway. Don't tell me you don't know She-Ra. <laughs> it's an 80s show, right? It's an 80s show? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Essentially. Show. Yeah, I think I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. It's um, the counterpart to He-Man, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know, I know it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
So as a good Asian daughter, I pretty much had to spend all my time with my education and have no free time. Uh-huh. Like not even not even for the stereotypical piano lessons or anything like that. Damn it. That was so, a joke I was just going to make. The first thing <laughs> I did after me. I graduated was I got into voice acting. So I did a ton of stuff online. I did like auditions all over the place. I worked That's for cool. iStock Photo for a while. So I did a lot of their mm-hmm. voice acting. Um and then I met up with Voice Acting Power Squad like last year, and we've just been doing nothing but games, 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 games. Gosh, <laughs> and it's the been so much fun. I had to, I had to do um, drowning sounds last week. <laughs> drowning sounds are really hard. By are the way, are you allowed to sample that for us? <laughs> no. Okay. No, I don't think you want me to dirty this beautiful couch you have me on. Oh, what? She, oh. she actually drowns. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> we actually get a bucket of water. Yeah, you have a medic. We just have a medic on hand. It in, it involves a very large bottle of water and many takes and oh, wow. probably a bib. Uh, um, oh, I thought they just waterboarded you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It probably would have been easier. Actually, a lot less painful. Um, um, so, what are you in then? Like show anime wise, so anime wise, um, anything. Both actually. Nathan and I are in Vanguard G. Yep. So yeah, there's that's that's a lot of fun. I Go get to voice. Which, yeah. season, which season is that? Is that of Card Fight? So Card Fight I, Vanguard, right? Card Fight Vanguard G is like a separate show from oh, the okay. original right. Card Fight Vanguard. It's, it's kind Although of like some of the and, some of the return characters. Yeah. Are yeah. Here. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So it's like the Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it's like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and then I've just been like doing that and various wallop roles for shows that I don't even get credited in. <laughs> Is that rough? Like, yeah. do you, when it comes to being credited, because not really knowing the industry in that way, like, what qualifies someone to be credited or not? I think it's if you're a named character, like, or oh. not, not even, a, not even a named character. Sometimes, like, sometimes you see like additional voices and then like a little yeah, list of yeah, people I've seen in that. the credits. Okay, sure, yeah. sure. I think that's only if it's like a, a character who has distinct lines that are not just wallop background noises oh, okay. so like incidental girl to a yes. <laughs> or mm-hmm. you know instead of just like oh wow mm-hmm. like look at her go <laughs> that kind of thing yeah basically i, I think it also depends on the production too mm-hmm. because i know that uh card fight doesn't list names for incidentals at the end from my experience but i nope. i assume that some productions do some of the other productions at the studios we, we work at mm-hmm. um and i guess that's just how they do it how did you get into it? I got into it because, well, I, I've loved anime since I was forever. so young. Yeah, Sailor since Moon forever. was my first, like, true oh, anime. Yeah. And um, I'll say something that, once again, will perhaps, you know, surprise people a little bit. But I'm a big proponent. I've always been a big proponent of watching everything subtitled. Um, I've never really enjoyed dubbing. Me too. Uh, except Which is with funny for people exceptions. in our in our profession. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's because lots of times to me dubbing can take a, away from from the art of anime, and uh, I decide to get into it because I know lots of people love to watch stuff in English, and that's fine. So I want to help make it, awesome. it good and yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's one of the main reasons I, I just love anime. I'm such an anime so, nerd. So I'm guessing you you kind of feel like you understand the arts, and then you want to get into the English and the importing side of it, so you can kind of like influence the the process. Is that kind of kind of? Well, I thinking, I think I just want to, even if you I have a small character to not say to myself, oh, this is just a cartoon, 
to mm-hmm. treat every character on screen very seriously and try to represent the the director's vision. Right. And I mean, I also speak a little bit of Japanese, so that helps me understand when I see them speaking Japanese before I dub. I sort of can understand uh, the context a little bit better and as well the intent that the director wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so just using that knowledge to make it serious. Because as you probably all, you, you know... And I've, I've talked about it previous Odafest, like last year's Aura, Aurora when yeah, I was doing yeah. the, the talk at the gala. I basically said, I, I really dislike when people say, oh, anime is just cartoons when they're very dismissive about it. Mm-hmm. It's such a mm-hmm. serious, big medium. Mm-hmm. Cartoons, in, like, cartoons in general, like animation in general, should be taken seriously. It's just that, unfortunately, like, you know, the primary market was for children. So therefore, it's like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, can, just, you can yeah. dismiss it all too easily. But I mean, how many times... like. There's no difference in a lot of ways from, like, you know, uh, your kids' cartoons is the same thing as, like, watching Up and how many people cried during the first eight minutes of Up. Oh, I know. Right? And that was, and that's still just, like, it's still animation. It still requires a lot of uh, voiceover talent and, you know, being able to properly convey um, not just the story, but, of course, the emotions and everything, the, the backstory of the character, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understand that, and it's very admirable. Um, do you, are you able to ever, like, have input into the script as well in order to better help you convey those uh, ideas and feelings when you're dubbing over into English? I do that a lot, actually. Um, yeah. I find for just even even like the small characters, the big characters, whoever, um, the same, same with Nathan, being able to understand a bit of that Japanese behind when we do like, oh, let's go over it first and then we'll jump into the dubbing. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it lets you get a handle on the timing how much time you have to express whatever it is you're expressing. Mm -hmm, But also when you get to see the scene in Japanese, you have a much better idea of how the scriptwriter intended for um, gasping reaction to actually come out. (laughs) It's literally on the script. It says gasp reaction, surprised reaction. That that seems to be like a hallmark of anime dubbing, though. Yeah, and um, it just helps you get into a much better contextualized Mm. Why are you gasping? What's and <laughs> like what's causing what's why the reaction on the scene? Yeah. Why and a lot of the time that definitely helps because the director and I are allowed to just talk and be like, hey, I think this would fit a little bit better because that's what it sounds like to me when we went over the Japanese version. And they're from my experience anyway, they've been pretty open about taking suggestions from the actors. Mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent, and and they need that flexibility because you know before I did this, I thought. You know, why don't they just translate directly? And it does not fit and does not work. It never does. I understand why they need that flexibility. You need a good director that can look at a script, say, okay, this is how they translated it. I think this is good, but this is the motion they really want to bring out, and mm-hmm. these words can do it better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. There are a lot of times we're in front of the microphone. Um, the director and I are rewording certain lines to make it actually come out more naturally because yes they translated it directly but it's a little clunky yeah Mm -hmm. and you know there's also you have to worry about how many mouth flaps there are the flaps are are the big thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess we're a little bit past the days of you know completely mismatched timings yeah (laughs) yeah no but it's kind of interesting though because like you look at like a bridge series Right, like they, they, <laughs> they even like go in and like fix the, the oh absolutely to match to match right, mm. and to me that's actually we have almost, the technology. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's interesting that we still have to match flaps to me, right? But I mean, I mean, like they don't want to mess with the original timing of the of the episodes and stuff, right? I'm guessing so. I don't know. 
I think there's a lot of respect. Speaking of bridge series, do you guys, are you guys in any bridge series? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I'm willing to admit online. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Nathan only has yeah. given us a look. <laughs> <laughs> I myself am not, unfortunately. No. Oh. Uh, do you feel like there's a lot of differences between, um, like, not just obviously the original Japanese intent and, like, the recording industry they have there, but, like, the American-styled ones? Like, because we have... Obviously, maybe like smaller productions, smaller studio. But do you feel like there's a huge difference in, um, let's say, quality would be usually one that's easily pointed out. Um, the amount of time that might be spent overall on, on these projects and things like that. So, like, so Canadian versus American. Essentially. Okay. Because, I mean, we get... Yeah, because our, our studios are smaller, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the resources are less. With the exception of Vancouver, though, Vancouver is pretty big from what I hear. The voice acting community out there is like much bigger. It's very coastal, so it's like East Coast, West Coast. Yep. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Right. Like Toronto yeah. is also another big right. um, yeah. voice acting hub. Yeah. So maybe like, does Edmonton have anything? No, mm, not, not really. really. They have some small studios, I believe, because I think EA is down. Or not EA. They source uh, out most of their voice Bioware. acting. Bioware. 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 No, but yeah. but like they don't. I think they do. They source. Actors they do. locally as well. Okay, all right. They yeah. do for some small bits, but you know, for so, let's so say Mass if, Effect. If you want to get into Mass Effect or Dragon Age, move to Edmonton. <laughs> some. Uh, some. Or you could some. just travel <laughs> and not live in Edmonton. Uh, I find that studios <laughs> studios have become a lot more forgiving with um, actors working remotely these days. Sure. Yeah, I... just because the technology allows for it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not uncommon for one or two of the the big build names in an animation to be not even from the city that mm. they're mostly right, yeah. recording in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one really prominent example that sticks out is My Little Pony mm-hmm. and um, Tara Strong. Tara Strong lives down in the States. Mm-hmm. She did all of her lines remotely and then everyone else just did theirs around hers. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually. Is that more of a to accommodate for her kind of thing or is that more of studio preference i think that was a casting preference they really wanted her so they were willing to work with her okay Mm -hmm. for that um however the internet has made the world much smaller so really they could have anyone as long as you have an excellent sound engineer who can make everyone sound about the same it's really no difference in the end as long as people sound natural in their dialogue yeah that that makes a lot of sense i guess Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel, do you guys feel like you follow any more shows coming out? Like, I'm not, not to view them as like potential projects, although there is probably a little bit of that on the back of your mind, I'm sure. But, um, like, you know, just new shows coming out or might, what might be supposedly hitting like the American market. Do you have an eye on that more or do you just kind of like let it come to you as it, as they do? I don't hunt anything down per se, but I see animes that I'm personally watching and I think, man, I would love to do this. And like, namely like Haikyuu, I see that and I'm like, I want to be in this anime (laughs) when they dub it. Please, please bring me in. (laughs) I think I'd be, I I could do a good voice that series. I don't watch Haikyuu. Oh, it's so good. Actually, I have heard that it's pretty good like oh. as a okay, for sport, okay. it's like sports anime is kind of unfortunately it's viewed as a little bit more of a joke genre not really a joke but like it's something less serious well, it's the butt of like, jokes it's the butt of jokes it right? is it's not it's not as you know who's the character you would like to voice in haiku shoot i'm really bad with I'm like, names. That's not a name but um okay so <laughs> there's two characters i think i'd be good at um i forget their names though man so the the 
Describe the main character who has orange hair. Uh, I think I, I could do a good voice for him. Protagonist number one. Protagonist number one. <laughs> and uh, there's also this punk kid who has a shaved head. Oh, him. Um, yeah. And I think I, I could do him. his voice quite well. Sidekick number four. Uh, he's, he's more like sidekick number two. Okay. Thank you. Sure. If you want to go Nathan Hunt appearance. doesn't go beyond sidekick number oh, two. Sorry. Um, yeah. And, uh, Clearly. no, I, I, honestly, that series is, is great. And there's just, there's so much passion by those Japanese voice actors to be able to voice with that much passion in an anime. Mm-hmm. I guess so there's a lot of writing because be they have to raise their voices quite a bit for like energy because it's that sports. Seems, that seems to be the thing about sports anime, though, is that yeah. they're yeah. high energy, high energy, mm-hmm. passionate, yeah. hot blooded. Anything yeah. for you, Nance? Oh gosh, uh, a lot of my answer is basically parroting Nathan because I I also haven't IQ? really gone looking a whole lot. <laughs> mm. But you know, when things do come out, I'm just like, oh yes, please, I want to be that or um, freshly released. Americanized, sorry, internationalized projects where I'm just like, I could have done that better. Oh, uh, I, I mean, guess that does, but I, I, it's understandable. It's only human to really have that comparison factor within. There are just a lot of industry. things that, like, and in any job that you take seriously, if you see someone who's not quite doing it the way you would do it, and you go, but why didn't they do it that way? Right, it would yeah. sound so much better if they had done it that way. And of course, it's not always on the artists uh, themselves, but the... Sometimes it's the director. Mm-hmm. director Sometimes yeah. they're limited by the script. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things. Right. That's fair. Do you do you find that like they come more often from than not from like one source, though? Because I think that's a, that would be the bigger argument, right? What do you mean by one source? Like um, Maybe one production company or one studio. Exactly. So, for example... Nancy and I would each have relationships with different production studios and, and there's so many production studios out there. You can't have a relationship with them all. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to just miss them by not being involved. For example, working with Disney, like I believe that you need to use production studios located in LA and, mm. and that's the only way you can work with them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you're not there or you don't have per, say an agent that has contacts with that specific production studio, it's not going to work your way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just do what you can and, and, you, and you spread yourself as far as you want to, I think. Um, but I'm like, once again, I, I'm, I feel really so lucky that there's some amazing production studios in Calgary to work with mm-hmm. and they do great work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and like you said as well, it's a remote industry in so, some instances. Yeah. In some, you know, so well, Calgary is blue water mainly, right? Uh or- I think we have a couple of new ones coming up. Oh, okay. All right. But okay. Uh, yeah, Blue Water has been the most longstanding. They've been around since at least I was in high school. Yeah. And, so and they've two, been around for a very long time. And you two have done work with Blue Water, yeah. right? Yeah, they're my main okay. provider yep. of work for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're awesome. Card Fight Vanguard <laughs> goes through them. Buddy <laughs> Fight goes through them. Um, a couple of other shows I can't mention go through them. It's totally fine. We like, like yeah. we kind of expect like NDAs. there's only so much you guys NDAs can talk and about stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, about, actually, yeah, I didn't never asked Nathan yeah. this. What are you in other than card fight? And we talked about that. For the sake of my life, I will not discuss it this time. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair Tell enough. us more. How many <laughs> how many years respectively have you guys been in the industry then? Uh, don't you want to go first for once? Okay, I'll go first because <laughs> I think I'm. I'm the newbie in comparison to Nancy. Mm-hmm. She's a lot more experienced than me, in, in my opinion. 
Anyhow, so I've technically, I started my education in voice acting probably two years ago, and that was just taking seminars and courses and stuff like that. But in terms of actually getting paid to do the work, I've been paid to do the work since November 2015. So six months, yeah. Quite recent. Cool. But it's been good. But yeah. it's been good since then. Fresh. For sure. That's awesome. Fresh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to actually take that break to count how many years it's been. Because <laughs> the last fair. time we had this discussion, I couldn't do the math and Nathan had to math it for me. And it's <laughs> nine years. Wow. Nine years I've been doing this. I That's started great. in 2007 doing freelance projects left, right, and center. And then uh, it just sort of took off from there. That's really amazing. Because you never... To be honest, it's the industry is one like the voiceover industry is not really one that we always imagine is like being available and present in Calgary. I think for a lot of people, yeah, that's actually a good point. But I do feel like a lot of our audience, um, a lot of our community, have an interest not to try and flood the market and create competitors for you guys, for example. But (laughs) uh, like definitely, you know, there's an interest, especially if you're just in into anime, into games and stuff. Um, you know, a lot of the time you don't get to see the face, but you do get to hear the voice and that conveys all the power that you need to get that story across, to get the point across, mm-hmm. right? So it's really, really important to a lot of our community, I think. To know that there's something local, right? Yeah, exactly. because like when I was growing up, right, I was like, I've been, you know, watching dubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was, I've always been like, oh, I kind of want, you know, potential interest in that, right? Like maybe someday I could like try out for it, but then I was like, oh, it's probably they're probably all in the states, probably all in L.A. and all in the Hollywood and stuff. But mm-hmm. and then I, you know, I heard about Blue Water in Calgary. I'm like, whoa, that's I can't believe there's actually a voice acting studio that does, you know, pretty big animes as well, right? Like Card Fight's pretty big, mm-hmm. right? Um, is it currently airing? I think it's currently airing, yep. right? It yeah, is. yeah. It is. so yeah, and, and yeah, I think that honestly, to say like you don't want us to have more competition. Like, I want more competition. Um, not specifically to say, oh, I'm the best there is or anything like that. You can't take me I, down. <laughs> I, I have so much to learn and get better at. But the reality is I think when you're in this industry, you will get shut down a lot. So you can't have an ego. And really in the end, if I want to represent, like if I want dubs to be good, I want that character to be the right fit. In the olden days, dub wasn't as good because they just threw characters at yeah. it. But now they have that selection and that choice. So I want people to come in because I only want to be selected for something if I'm perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because you want to be perfect. Yeah, I actually had a it's really recent experience good. for something I, I can't speak of. I didn't get the role. I thought I was like, oh man, how can I not get the role? I was so good for it. Then I heard the guy who got the role and I'm like, holy, this guy's <laughs> amazing for this role. That's good fair. choice. That's and that's what I want to feel. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's. But the thing is, though, you you've got to balance that with the whole like starving actor kind of like thing, right? <laughs> you're like, okay, but I want work, right? But but then you're 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 there's the artistic side where you're like, yeah, sure. It's like if I'm not the right choice, I'm just not yeah. the right choice. Right? It's compromise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I and I think that Nancy and I's worlds is a little bit different because we voice act, but we also work on the side in other careers. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so there, for me, there isn't that pressure. Yeah. Because it's, it's not your day job. Yeah. It's just a passion. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because no, I hear that a lot from like, um, some other voice actors, right? Like, I mean, um, a lot of the, like the big video game voice actors just kind of balance that out with like, Oh, I all take anything that comes to me. Right. Just because like, Oh, I need to pay the bills. And at the end of, at the, yeah, at the end of the day, it's still work, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are um, you, sorry, just, I just have one other question actually. Would either of you, I think Nancy, especially with your long-term dedication, 
Like, if you had the chance to jump into a long-term full-bodied career where it's not like, you know, um, it's not like just uh, other par- separate parts and pieces, but you get like to be in a bigger project and then you know that you can use this as like a launching pad for like um, a dedicated career mm-hmm. in voiceovers, would you? Maybe. Would you? Would you ditch everything you've worked towards <laughs> in your other career to to go head first? Because you have some you have some insight into so, like the scheduling and the and the industry as a whole and the requirements, right? So knowing that, yeah. Luckily, being an Odafest volunteer and staff member, I've learned how to schedule things very easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so lots of the administrative work for me is is very minor because you know we've learned that running this convention. Um. I think that if I could get the type of work and the type of roles that I wanted and do that full time, I would, but I'm not currently, I haven't been seeking much, um, commercial work or, um, I, I'm very specific. I want character work. I want anime. I want video games mm-hmm. and there's so That's much fair. more out there. And mm-hmm. given the choice to be picky, you'd rather be picky, right? I'd rather be picky right yeah, now because exactly. I'm balancing yeah. everything else. I, like so so I've been doing this for a while and I'm still picky about it. Like I've never gotten to the point where I'm just like, I'll take a job if I, if I get it. Um, for a short time, I tried. I had a mentor who said, you should take all, ty- all types of work because it'll help you grow. It'll, you'll learn a lot from it. Experience based. And so basically. I tried and I learned that I really hate doing commercials. I did a bunch of radio commercials and TV commercials and I just didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Mm -hmm. the same feeling as doing character voicing. It wasn't something I could, you know, throw passion behind. It was very bland to me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there are a lot of very good commercial voiceover artists in Calgary. You hear them on the radio all the time. But getting the paycheck wasn't enough for you. But that just didn't do it for me. And, you know, I also don't have that starving artist pressure right to have to exactly. deal with if i had the chance to do this full time um that's hard to say so they say that most artists they do three hour blocks and which is true because three hours is like the maximum block they'll book you for if you have like a big walla session with like five other five other people um but if you want to make a living out of it you're working that three hour blocks both in your morning and in your afternoon, on different projects. Mm -hmm. And if you actually want to be able to be very comfortable with your expenses, then you're doing an evening job too. So that's three at least big jobs. Big jobs. Ones that book you for your full three hours a day. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I'm a really big believer in work-life balance. Sure. But at the same time, this is the job that I go to to get my release from my very technical day job. So <laughs> yeah, okay. it's hard for me to say. Like, it's a, it's I probably a creativity would thing it. versus a, like the your everyday rote mechanical. I, I yeah. program for eight hours a day. I kind of want to do something that doesn't involve a computer, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough when you have something that's a, like a passion and you, it's always been a passion to you or a mm-hmm. hobby and then all of a sudden it becomes work and then it's just you, yeah. you lose the passion, right? Yeah, I've, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, and we've talked yeah. to, we've had previous guests on the show who are getting into like who do their hobby as their work Mm -hmm. and their their level of dedication is amazing um but at the same time it's it it calls upon a different source of like dedication to what you're doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so anyways i think that's pretty much we're at time for it right yep so thank you very much for the talks nathan and nancy 
uh, we gained a lot of insight, I think. Yeah, that, that was industry. that was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a little bit deeper than <laughs> that, I thought. That, that, that was a lot of really cool information, actually. Yeah. So, so that, thank that, you so very much. Yeah. And thank you for having us. Yeah. Totally. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, it's, it's like we're in constant contact with one go to FESCO yeah Woo! see you guys yeah! on July 1st yeah um, uh, c- come to Nathan and uh, Nancy's, Nancy's panel yeah, yeah that's the local voice actress panel right. and and you guys are going to be with uh, Brendan Brendan Hunter. and Caitlin Brendan and Caitlin yeah, yeah. so plus Todd and Johnny really yep yeah there's oh. a big panel yeah so there's two there's one smaller panel and one huge panel oh okay yeah yep. so that'll be really cool mm-hmm um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna get your autographs after this. <laughs> it's finally, it's time, baby. Wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> the words I've been waiting to hear all my life. <laughs> all right, um, this has been episode nine of the Odefest podcast. I'm Jay signing off. I'm Alfred signing off. I'm Nathan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>